Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones to share this quiet talk today with you. Years ago, there was a TV show that some of you will remember called Cosmos. It was about astronomy, the universe, billions and billions of stars, and so on. There was often on that show a sense of awe and wonder at the vastness of creation. Of course, the host didn't use the word creation because it implies the existence of a creator, and he definitely didn't believe in such a thing. I will say, as an aside, that it's funny that he can't avoid a biblical reference. The word cosmos appearing, it's a Greek word, by the way, appearing in the New Testament almost 200 times, but he probably didn't know that. Still, there are certain facets of the creation that can't help but arouse awe and wonder, even in the most hardened atheist. So what happens so often, and this is quite widespread today, is that people end up worshiping the creation instead of the creator. For many listening, your mind will immediately go to the scripture I just referred to, which happens to be Romans one twenty-five, which says, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creation rather than the creator. I ran across an interesting quotation this week from a theologian whom I'd never heard of, but his statement was profound. It goes like this, man was not made to question, but to adore. Now think about that for a minute. I know many people will react negatively to this thought, especially those who think of themselves as adherents of science, so-called. I don't know what was in the man's mind who said this, but for me, I have nothing against science. We have obviously benefited in many ways from scientific inquiry and advancement. And I'm not discouraging that inquiry by offering this thought. There's nothing wrong with investigating the world God made. The most important outcome of this investigation should be a deeper knowledge of God himself. But there's a problem when we deny that God made the world. Some of the greatest discoveries of science were made by God-fearing people like Isaac Newton, one of the greatest geniuses in human history. Michael Faraday was a believer who was a pioneer in the field of electromagnetism and invented the generator, which is producing the electricity powering the lights over the table I'm sitting at, as well as uh, that which charged the battery in my MacBook here. I could go on and on. The pioneer in the field of genetics was an Augustinian monk named Gregor Mendel. There are many, many more who worshipped and served the Creator while studying His creation. We human beings are curious creatures. Once when I was a boy, I wanted to take an alarm clock apart to see what made it tick. My dad was going to help me when he got home from work, but I couldn't wait. I plowed ahead and took the clock to pieces before he was there to help. When he came in, I asked him to help me put it back together again. He said, I can't because I didn't see it get taken apart. So all we had left was a pile of useless little gears and levers. Curiosity is good sometimes, but it often leads us into trouble. 
Genesis 3 tells us that when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. I can relate to Eve. If I had been there and had been told under no circumstances to eat from a certain fruit tree, I would have been as curious as I could be to know what it tasted like. I have noticed a certain characteristic of us humans that is, shall we say, curious. The minute we can't have something, that something is exactly what we want. In all of our recent shortages in this country, One of the things that went missing from the grocery store shelves was a certain cereal that I liked. Seems like I hadn't bought it for a while, but the minute I couldn't find it, it's what I craved. I even called the company's 800 number to ask about when it would be back. It was a long time, but finally, when I saw it in the store, I grabbed the biggest box they had. Human nature is funny. There's another characteristic of mankind that many modern scientific people are either simply ignorant of or outright deny. That is the unchangeable fact that mankind by nature is a worshiper. We were made that way. We can't escape our tendency to worship. The famous doctor of death, Jack Kevorkian, professed that He was an atheist, but once said that he worshipped J.S. Bach. I can tell you, Bach would not have approved of that worship. Bach was an ardent worshiper of the Lord Jesus Christ. The idea is that we are meant to worship the true God who made heaven and earth. But when our first parents couldn't control their curiosity and took a bite of that forbidden fruit, it made serious trouble where worship is concerned. We became separated from the real God and so made for ourselves false gods because we must worship something. Psalm 115 talks about this. It says that people make idols of silver and gold, but their their idols are impotent. They have mouths, but they can't talk. They have eyes, but they can't see. Ears, but they can't hear. Hands, but they can't feel. Then the psalmist gives us the result of idol worship. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. Those who bow down to dumb idols become dumb themselves. They become blind and deaf, unable to truly perceive reality. Their foolish hearts are darkened. What are you worshiping? Oh, you say, I go to church. I'm a Christian. Going to church doesn't necessarily mean you are a worshiper of the one true God. It is your life outside church that tells what you worship. What are you building your life around? What are your hopes for the future? What we hope for says a lot about us. Let's look at a positive example. Paul, the apostle, was a true worshiper of God if there ever was one. What was he hoping for? Let's read about it in Titus chapter 2. He told his 
fellow worker to whom he addressed this letter that he was looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. In his lifetime, Paul served Jesus Christ tirelessly. He suffered much for the gospel. Christ had appeared to Paul when he was a vigorous opponent of the faith. He saw Jesus and heard his voice. He responded to that call and turned to follow Christ and spread the good news about him. He endured all that he endured for one reason. He longed to again see the face of Jesus Christ. He said that now we see as in a glass darkly. We see him by faith as a clouded image in a dark mirror. But someday, he wrote, we will see him as he is in all his glory. We will be in his presence forever. And that was Paul's hope. That was what animated this man. All of his life was focused on that bright future. He, and indeed all of us, have been promised if we in this life worship God and God alone. Man was not made to question, but to adore. Now, as we strain our eyes to see this cloudy image, we have many questions, many doubts. You know, it's springtime. The flowers are coming out. I love this time of year. I love flowers, although I'm not good at growing them. I I guess I would rather just look at a flower and be enraptured by its beauty, be led to worship the one who made the flower, than to pull it apart and learn the names of all of its parts. I'll leave that to others. I am looking forward to the day when Jesus appears again, when our doubts and questions will be swallowed up in the blaze of his glory. The purpose for which God created us in the first place will finally be realized. Is that your hope? Is that what your thoughts and dreams are of? What a promise God has given us. Oh, come let us adore him. Heavenly Father, I simply pray that you will help us to become true worshipers, worshipers who worship in spirit and truth. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm so grateful for you uh, listening to these little talks, my good friend, and if you would like to send me any feedback, uh, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God Richly bless you.